All right, everybody. It's on a very on a very special episode. A very special episode of this is our Minnesota football show. I'm Mikey Kapokoff, as always, joined by Carrie Armagost, and today in person, joined by Austin Southers. How's it? How are you guys feeling? Um, Vikings lose 31-24 in the wild card round to the New York Giants. Now it is the time to talk about everything we've been avoiding talking about with this team because we had 13 wins and we were set up for a home playoff game and none of that stuff seemed to matter because the season. How are you guys feeling? I mean, it's just like, uh, I mean, it's just like, you know, on any like TV show, you know, when like somebody dies, that's why I open, you know, and then they're like on a very special episode of full house, you know, or, you know, some bad happens. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now. I mean, I genuinely was really, really sad, like, like really sad. You know, I, it almost didn't seem real. Like it was, it all went by super, super, super fast. I feel like we barely had the ball. You know, getting halfway through the fourth quarter, it hit me at one point. I was like, I feel like the Vikings have touched the ball once this half. <laughs> yeah. It, it just it, it felt like I was watching like a New York Giants like offense offensive like practice film. It, yeah, I feel it like we barely had the ball. ball so well. Especially what, running. What what yeah. was the time of possession? What what did the time of possession end up as? Um, give me a second on that. Austin, how did what are some of your first initial thoughts after this game? Um, after watching it, I mean, definitely it was a really big bummer. I had a hard time just looking at the game throughout the game just because the Giants were such a sound team. Um, Mike, you kind of brought it up earlier when we were talking before recording how in the, what, the last six games, the Giants only won two. Yeah, no, like, the thing is, the on paper, they're – they're the much better team. I mean, we have four more wins than them in the regular season. Much better team, but they just got outplayed. Very much so. Uh, and I was talking to my father about this too. I mean, credit to let's give credit to players like Daniel Jones, who has really grown in this last season. I mean, last se- season, he's been kind of known as being a turnover heavy QB, fumbled the ball a lot, threw a lot of ill passes that led to interceptions. But this season, he really kind of turned it around, especially at the beginning of the season. Against us, I mean, he had help with players like Saquon. In general, the Giants just had such an easy time running the ball. Really kind of where they kind of got ahead of us and started carrying the lead was Ted Carey, their ability to just eliminate game time. We were very good at scoring and getting down the field, but we had to do it in a rush in the Giants. just And they could just take their time, have those long, methodical drives, and just let the time run down. Things on the gas burner. And, I mean, they were the first team, I felt like, all year to successfully keep a, lead, a close lead in the end of the game. This was the one comeback that we couldn't come and get, which I always was just sitting there like, hey, we've done it before. This was the first time that they were able able to see a team with small possession of a lead kind of just carry that through the game. Yeah. Uh, it was it was interesting because the first time that the Vikings faced this season, I mean, even going into the end of the season, the Giants have protected the ball better than any team in the NFL. 
They have, I think, I believe they have the lowest amount of turnovers. And a way that the Vikings have been able to win these games is the offense has been able to keep up and the defense has been able to capitalize on turnovers. We were able to capitalize on a couple of turnovers on Christmas Eve, but it was a very, very clean game on both sides of the ball. Um, and that's another thing right there. I mean, the fact that we've played this team so recently, I mean, goes for either team a team twice in a month. That's it's a lot of studying and a short amount of time that you're you're looking at. So I mean, and I don't the Giants team whatsoever. They played a great game of football. One of the they look like one of the just more well-rounded teams in the first wild card week. I don't know if that's going to transition into the next weeks, but they definitely earned that victory over us. Um, Certainly, and something also to bring up. I mean. And here's more of a negative kind of looking at the Vikings side of things. Um, we really defense now. I think that's kind of where a lot of our problems happened. Week is just our defense. Everything we've kind of heard about them this season to the playoffs kind of all accumulated at once, I felt like. And I mean, I know we weren't crazy with fouls and penalties, but there was just a lot of bad penalties at the very wrong moment pointed. Yeah, you're right. Um, and Carrie, also to answer what we were talking about earlier, time of possession, um, the New York Giants had 33 minutes and 36, round up to 34 minutes. Vikings had 26, 20. So, really? It was that close? Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it as 34 minutes versus 26 minutes, I mean, that's an entire extra drive for sure. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I, I did not even think it was going to be that close. I thought it was going to be 40 20. No. I think it was pretty lopsided in the first half as well, but like they were just able to hang on to the ball because anything that they tried on offense, um, it seemed to just give Saquon Barkley the ball a lot more. And he didn't get it too much, did he? But he was just, he capitalized. He was just so effective. Yeah. He had nine carries for 53. But I think he went for like five, 40 yards in like two carries early. Um, he ended up with two touchdowns on the day also. I mean, that was just in his uh, rushing yards. They did a lot of just like, you know, swing it outside and check down to Saquon Barkley. He ended up with five receptions for 50. Also. So he had a really great day on the Vikings. Um, and a lot of players did. Isaiah Hodgins, he had another eight reception 105 yards and a touchdown day. Darius Slayton got involved, 88 yards. Um, yeah, it was just, it was one of those things where the offense on this Vikings team, and it's something that we've known all season, they, they kind of did things to go very right on all sides, you know. Um, they played nearly, I mean, really close to a perfect game. I mean, but just short of it, you know. And this game, they needed to be perfect. And they just came up short. So I, you don't want to – it's just – it's sad because it feels like this game really confirms a lot of the things that people were saying about the Vikings in this season. Are we frauds? Unsatisfying that... in, the, in the week. Does that make us frauds? No. Like, again, you don't have to give back those wins. And I think it's just one of those things that it is a fact – the defense, they've just been able to capitalize on mistakes. And the Giants, they matched up well, and they didn't make any mistakes. 
Yeah, I and you know, I hate to say, especially with pro sports, bring up luck, but it really felt like we kind of burnt through a lot of our luck in the regular season, and especially on the defensive side of the ball, like you said, Mikey. I mean, defensively this year, we weren't great. I think we were very far from great, but we always had that lucky break coming a game. And finally in the playoffs, when you get a team, when you're facing the best teams in the league, uh, you're not always going to get that opportunity. You're going to have to be able to put up consistently offensively. And I think our offense did everything it needed to. Um, and I'll just, the defense just was not there. And I don't really want to rip on this Vikings team too much because I, it was a very magical season. It was very fun. This was one of the best years of being a Vikings fan we've had in quite some time. Um, but it's just, it's going forward. It's, you have now the clock is running on offense. How long do we have all these pieces that can stay together and work together? Uh, but I think defensively, it's just, it's rebuild. Yeah, entirely. I think that's, you know, that's definitely going to be what we focus on the draft for. You know, there's something, we got to talk about it, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because everybody's talking about it. You know, the last play of the game on offense for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, fourth and eight, checks down to TJ Hawkinson. You know, everybody's going to talk about, oh, well, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's situational awareness. We knew that this is a part of Kirk, and it's what he can do. Um, there's all kinds of reasons for why to make that throw. You know, he was under pressure. If you want to... I don't know. I don't really feel the need to talk too much about that. All I'll say about it is um, prior to that and then the game, TJ Hawkinson was our best weapon against the Giants this week. And not even just this week, even this this entire year, every time we've matched up against him, he's been our best weapon. And I don't blame going for him at that kind of a game because he kind of earlier in the game kind of made a very similar play, I think on third down, where he caught the ball short of the first round, but was able to go and push through. Uh, I, I wish he would have waited until he got a little farther down or whatnot, but it's just, yeah, I don't want to look into the play too much. It it wasn't a horrible play. Like what with the video you sent us about how Kurt Warner broke it down, like what you said, Mikey, it's, there wasn't a lot there. It's just. You know, it was really tough and he had pressure in his face. There's all kinds of excuses and, Kirk played a great game and he had a great season. We could acknowledge that it wasn't the best choice and we can move on. No, but it just sucks that it was, you know, season on the line at that time. And that was, you know, that's what people are going to remember from this game. Oh, well, that, exactly. And I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you guys heard. I think it's the Albert Einstein, like, writes 10 math questions on the board and gets one wrong. And then all the students yell at him for the one mistake he made. That's very similar. They're going to look at this one bad fourth quarter comeback that Kirk Cousins couldn't do, but forget the 11 that he did earlier in the year. Mm. It's just, let's not forget what this fight, especially offensively, what this Vikings team was able to accomplish. This yeah. And, and to quickly break it down, I mean, I don't know if you guys, did you guys, I don't know if you guys watched any of the post-game pressers from immediately after the game. Um, but in Kirk's, he mentioned that, you know, in that situation, at that point in the game, you're not throwing it out of bounds. You're not taking the sack. It was just a matter of he was under duress, which credit to the offensive line, they didn't sack him once that entire game, which was they let awesome. him get hit a lot. He did get hit a lot and he was he was definitely under duress. He was definitely under duress, but that's on Kirk for, you know, 
having that awareness to be able to get the ball out. I mean, he's, he's really improved so, so, so much with that just in the last few years, getting the ball out. But in that situation, yeah. I mean, if you watch the, the, the literal breakdown of it, KJ was a second away from breaking on his route and that would have been it. Um, And, you know, if he had, Kirk was obviously running to the right side of the field, Dalvin sprung on the screen to the left and he probably would have been able to shake that one linebacker out um, if the ball had landed at him quick enough. But at that point, you know, Dalvin's all the way across the field. I mean, it's, that's, that's sort of the breakdown there. And yeah, Kirk just saying, you know, I'm not throwing it out of bounds. I'm not taking a sack. I'm going to put it up and it's just a. And who do you trust you, in those situations? Like you're saying, Carrie, with you, you got to kind of just make that quick. Yeah. Pass. Do you go for the, the chance one-on-one ball or you, do you go you, for the sure option? And in that yeah, spot. You the sure option with your biggest receiver out there to get the extra yard. Right. You want a completion because at the end of the day, it's a completion and the play is alive. Yep. Like there's always a chance there. And, yeah, yep. and that's just it. If you would have broken and got five more yards, completely different story we'd be talking about how brilliant of a play it was right i was throwing up for justin jefferson i think if if he throws it to thielen or kj i think people are going to have problems with the choice i think if he throws it to jefferson let's say it doesn't work i think you're not going to have as many people and it's weird that it's you know that's the standard you're not going to have as many people criticizing the decision yeah and that's just the truth Mm -hmm. people are just mad that he didn't throw to justin jefferson and in the heat of the moment i was there i was at the game all the way until until that was he, – he didn't cross the line. I believed. I still believed that they would go down and they would score. Yeah. You know, um, and kind of a little bit of a side note, but going from there, uh, kind of bringing up a little bit of a negative light on a player that usually we don't talk too badly about. Uh, but with Justin Jefferson, where has he been the last month? I brought this up to you earlier, Mikey. Is it just me or does it feel like since the – Christmas, New Year, uh, the New Year's game. After that, I just feel like I know it's the last two seasons, but even in the playoffs, just where has Justin Jefferson been? Well, to me, I think you know, you know, the giant. The last time the Giants faced him, he put on a show. He and Hawkinson both put on a show. They decided, you know, now they've got a Dory Jackson back. They're going to cover him. They're taking care of him. I'm not mad that he wasn't super involved in this particular game just because somebody else did show up. Adam Thielen was making plays. Hawkinson obviously was the star of the show. KJ Osborne was making big plays. And he didn't have a dud of a day. He still had like what, like 47 or something like that yards. But I mean, 47, I'm a month production. If you go back to the Bears game, he played for, you know, yeah. that was, uh, I think, just to get him some playing time. And he was straight down in the Packers. Everyone was. So it's just, I don't know. Even with playoff game, though, your top receiver, I, and I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect or bad against Justin Jefferson. It's not something he's doing. It may be just because blocking assignments on opposing teams has just been really good, but it's just, he's been our best weapon. And I just feel like for a whole month, it's just he's been locked down. Even, but like 40 points, like you said, that, that's not good for Justin Jefferson. That's no. not, that's not a third of what he typically does on average. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the individual stat thing. I mean, I think we've just come to as for as far as just he's from a, an exciting game kind of a standpoint. He's the type of player that his inv- individual stat affects the team as a whole. You, with you, there's a lot of players where individual stats are individual stats, but he's one of those players 
individual stats are bad, typically we're not winning. We are able to win even when he is get when he is shut down. It has happened. I mean, uh, but not in the last stretch of the games. In the last four weeks, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. These last four weeks, the Vikings kind of look shaky going into this. And I mean, 2020 hindsight, when you look back at it, I mean, you can't look too much at that Bears game. But um, I think when you start looking at those injuries on the offensive line, it really yeah, that makes that a huge cards. If they rely so much on Justin Jefferson in the intermediate levels of the field, if Kirk can't doesn't have enough time to get even for the route to develop to the intermediate levels of the field. What do you expect? Then you got to go to KJ, you got to go to TJ. Exactly. And then more screen passes to Dalvin too. I mean, and a few that work. I'm just not a fan because it seems like more often than not, and I don't know, it just feels like they go for negative yardage when we really don't need that. But I think it's just and that's before, that's before Kevin O'Reilly. That's that's the way things were with Zimmer. That's the way that's things true. were with Kubiak. I think it's just we're not a good team at selling those plays. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those plays can really go for big breaks. But those are the plays that you kind of have to get the defense to commit from almost before the ball, the second the ball. A lot of times when we're doing screen plays, it's almost like, oh, you can see it from a mile away. Yeah, that's true. Um, there was something interesting that I saw. Um, Jonathan and I posted a graph. His performance yesterday was the best of any QB in the wild card round. Also, three point five via PFF. Any other QB, including Daniel Jones, like one of these things with Kirk. You know, this offense and especially on the passing offense. Kirk's had a great season, and I think the numbers have started to reflect it, especially toward the end of the season here. And I think that Kirk is somebody that we can definitely be optimistic about for the future. I don't think we're really looking at trading him or him at no. time, though I would not be surprised if we were to draft his successor. Correct. Quarterly draft. I don't know if we'll go this year with the successor. Like, Minnesota, historically, we just aren't a big draft to QB build them up. Um, I just feel like it's different now. Everything's different. It is, it is different it, now. And uh, this is the quarterback draft, the best I, one in the last six years. Yes, but the thing is, I don't think we're taking one this year. The defense and the offensive line need it the most. We have a QB for the next two, three years if we want that can play, I think, at a very consistent level to what he's been playing now. Probably even better. Yes, I think if we were to go with a QB, it's going to come after a year that we didn't do. I think maybe not. I think maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Now that we're going to have to face a bunch of other first seed teams of this season, tough though because when are, we don't know when we're going to have another QB draft like this. Like this is the one to take one. It, it is. It is. A lot of times in those years. QB draft aren't QB drafts, and it's a lot of busts. And like we said, I mean, typically, I feel like especially in the last, like, NFL season, it's like if you're not – it's like why draft a guy to have him sit? If one's available – Late, but I, I, I just don't think we're going to stretch for one trade. I think the bigger commitment right now is let's get defense on – get some new young defensive players because our defense is old. And I think and I think we do that through free agency. And I think we will have extra draft capital to go with the QB 
once we trade some veterans like um, Kendricks, Thielen, Hunter, etc. Not saying so, all those guys are getting traded, but one of them. I, I think many no of them are. My my one thing I'll say about this before we leave it. Uh, the one thing I the reason why I don't think we're grabbing a QB this year is the Vikings position play to win in the next two years. And it's too much of a hit on the team to take an early QB just to have him sit in the two years that are probably our best shot in the last 20. It's just, let's use that stock at this moment to do something that can help turn this team around now. Because if we draft a QB early, it, he's not playing. He's not affecting this team unless Kirk Cousins goes down with an injury. Which he could. He could, but historically, Kirk Cousins has been one of the healthiest QBs in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doubting you on that. That's entirely true. I just feel like it's, it's not. It's never a bad to draft the successor, especially in a draft like this. And any, any position can be a dud. So if, if one comes to us, if the right guy comes to us, I don't be opposed to taking him. I understand that the defense is extremely vital for the next coming years because. Look- we cannot win with our defense the way it is. No, we don't I mean, can't we make it. Invest into defensive stock. Sometimes, it, it, like you know, we've been talking about this this season. How many more years of Kirk Cousins do we have left? What are the things? And no. now we don't even have a quarterback. The thing is, I don't know. Getting a pick, I don't get one of those generational talents like a Trevor Lawrence. Make us deep right away. Um, we don't have. Team like the Washington, well, like the not Washington, like the 49ers, where you can have a guy like Brock Purdy step. Yes. I think if we're drafting an offensive like player besides an offensive lineman in the first round, I think most likely it's going to be a replacement for Alexander Madison or Dalvin Cook. You're saying that we would draft a r- wide receiver before a running, a running back, back before or a running back a, before a wide receiver before a QB, not in the first round. Maybe late. For me. If we're gonna do anything in the first round, I, I don't. Uh, that, if I, we're gonna do anything in the first round, my, my do... that's like my third option. I've already said my two, my two clear. I think the clear options for a first round pick is that a defender of some sort, a skilled defender, or getting more depth on that offensive line. Those are, if you were asking me as a Vikings, I think is the most important to do with the draft picks this upcoming year. That's what I think it is. Defender, but if we had to go out, offense, I feel like offensive line, line would be the last priority. I uh, I just we there were so many shortcomings, especially with injuries, and especially like maybe if Darisaw didn't get hurt this year and was able to play a full season, maybe I'd be a little more. But the fact and then and you know I'm a huge Darisaw fan. He's one of the Vikings players I've been the biggest supporters of. But it's just the fact that I don't know if he's going to be 100 percent healthy. I just want to know I have another anchor, a, a young prospect to come up with. Because, yes, we did have a couple linemen who overperformed this year, but I don't expect that to keep keep going forward. I think we were very lucky that happened. And then later in the season, I think we saw a lot of kind of cracks in that armor break out on the line. All right, guys. So these are Vikings players that are set to become free agents next year. And it is a lot. A lot. It is a lot of them. So I'm going to ask you guys, let them walk or re-sign them. Okay. All right. We're going to start with Patrick Peterson. I My heart says re-sign, but my brain says let him walk. I agree. No more needs to be said. I think that one's, pretty, that one's pretty self-explanatory. 
Yeah. It's tough. He had a great season. He's going to demand a lot of money and he's, and he deserves it. But it's just, the thing is, especially at the end of the season, I, I, I'll i say it, I'll say it's the elephant in the room. He wasn't able to keep up with a lot of the big receivers at the end of the season. Not in man coverage, he wasn't. That's no, for sure. and, and I love the player. Like I said, my heart says resign him. I love what he with the Minnesota. I love his leadership. I love everything about him. If you can get him on a team-friendly deal, maybe. But it's just, he's not the, we need to get better at that And position. at that point in your career, you know, no offense, but if you're at that point in your career, you've got to be willing to take a team-friendly deal. You know you're not you're not getting Jalen Ramsey money, obviously. You're not even getting Darius Slay money at that point. It's not for sure. And yeah, that, it, it, these are all true and these are all good points. You know, he's a great guy to have around. He's, you know, Hall of Famer, but really tough, you know, and it's gonna be a lot of tough decisions. So yep. So we here, we let him walk. Next is Garrett Brad. Uh, Resign that's, two that's years. That's if you can get him on a good deal, you sign. Two years. If, Two years. Yes, if you can get a deal, you sign. But if he, you, I don't know. It's just that's just it. If he's not willing to go on a very team friendly deal, it's kind of like okay, not one that I break the bank for, but he's one that I do want to keep. But if it's gonna be too much, you gotta let him go. You resign him. I resign him too. Um, I resign him. Yeah, I, I I don't think he's gonna be expensive. Who? Expense. Duke Shelley. I don't think he's gonna be super expensive. Not one that I'm like, it's mandatory. But yeah, I think he has a he has an opportunity here. Take a a two year deal, um, maybe even a th- three year deal. Um, nothing too crazy though. And he has an opportunity to honestly compete for a number one spot. Yeah, that's true. Tomlinson. Ah, uh, jeez, let him. Uh, go. He's let really him go. good, but, but we he, gotta let him go. I think he's expensive. He's good, but he's not as good as we were told he was gonna be, and he hasn't done enough for me to be like, let's extend. And we've got young guys too. We've got some really young guys that could, could you know, blossom. Yeah, right. No, that's true. I'm gonna say he just he just didn't do enough for me in his time in Minnesota. Yeah, let him go. And that one's sad for me because I mean. You can definitely see the difference when he's in versus when he's not. It wasn't a particularly good game this week, but I mean, he's a good player and it's sad to let him go. But again, we got to make a lot of tough choices. Greg Joseph, let him go. Let him go. You have something to say, Austin? Uh, I'm going to say keep him one more year. Okay. Are you he kidding didn't lose me? Anything. He, none of the games we lost were because of him. Uh, and he won us more. He won us a few games. So <laughs> the funny honestly, thing is, you're not wrong. Looking at his kind of roller coaster season, you're not wrong. We didn't lose. And anytime we needed him to hit a clutch one, he did it. So I'm that he deserved an extension. Fair enough. I just think you know what we could probably get a cheaper. Also, kicker. his bad game, his really bad game was Lambo, and it was a very cold game, and it was not the best condition. Right, we weren't winning that one. Yeah. So. Um, Nick Mullins. Uh, let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Because if you guys say we're drafting a young QB, then there's no room for We that. are. I don't need Nick Mullins. Get somebody else. Just not Sean Mannion. Chandon Sullivan. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Yeah, up the middle. Terrible all year. Irv Smith. Let him go. Let him go. You know, call me crazy. Keep him. Really? I was not impressed with him this season. A lot of big drops. 
a lot of big drops. Even in this last game, too, he had a couple drops. So, yeah, I'm just – he did not do – Big athletic touchdown, though. Still, no, I'm let him go. Uh, I think if he had one more shot, he just – he's – He's the kid that, you know, he can't have the lead role in a musical, but damn, would he be a pretty good supporting role? I, I think that was the problem is that I've heard his best, much. think about it, Herb Smith's best moments came when we had a fully healthy Tyler Conklin. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He might be a really good compliment. I can see it. I can see it. Got a lot of, a lot of money we got to shave off. Jonathan Bullard. I say uh, keep him. What? Keep him. Why? If, I mean, uh, he wasn't. He was far from the issue when we were uh, in this three four. If we're gonna stay in this three four, sure. I don't think he's to keep him. Okay. I'm indifferent. Yeah. Um. Also, man. Who? Can we get him on a one year? Maybe I'd love to get him on a one year, but probably have to let him go. Keep him. Keep him. Five year. You know, sign him forever. <laughs> Alexander. Oh, yeah. What did you, what do you think? Either I'm indifferent. Alexander Madison. Let go. Let, I'm sorry. It, it, I, the scary thing is, I and you're going to bring it up, probably coming up next. Uh, I think there's a good that we're, I mean, for sure we're losing one running back. I think there's a good chance we lose both. Um, but I think Alexander Madison is best for his career. He's another one where my heart says resign, but my brain says we just don't have a spot for him here. And I think it's better for his career if he goes somewhere else. All right. I'm going to Tony Romo Nostradamus this thing. I think we get rid of Madison. But I think even if we somehow keep Madison... I'm predicting Dalvin Cook's future is a draft day trade. Wow. I just think it makes so much sense. I like it. Makes it makes too much sense. It's a draft day trade. Wow. But if we're trading if we're trading Cook, I know you guys if you're trading Cook, I'm sorry, but we're having to take a running back or a skilled position on offense besides QB. Running back is I think we first round pick. I, no, but running backs, you cannot swing a bat without hitting a C to B grade running back. And you know what? C to B grade running backs are great. Alexander Madison, awesome. Ty Chandler, awesome. We're going to need somebody. I just feel like we're not going to be able just to rely on Alexander Madison. No, no, you get, you do it by committee. You get, um, you get, you know, a group of guys. I'm thinking like, even if you sign like Ronald Jones. Or no. James Robinson, for no. instance. I just some someone that can help out, you know. But I, the running back by committee, I think it's just our, that's what we're shifting to now. A, our time with even, a workhorse running back, I think it's over. Even <laughs> even McCaffrey, even McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, all over it, you know. You mm-hmm. look at Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. You look at Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. You look at Alexander Madison and Rock and um, uh, Ty Chandler. You look at Alexander Madison and some guy like Ronald Jones. You know, uh, I like Ronald it. Jones and Ty Chandler. It's throwing more anyway. Alexander Madison, 
great in the past game. I think he he's better at catching than Dalvin. But would you say we're trading? I mean, this is an episode. This is more of a question for I guess off season. We're in the off season. Now. I guess yeah. <laughs> we're trading Cook to get draft capital to probably most likely get mid to early mid first round pick. I would say it's going to be a player and a and a mid. Um, mid draft pick, I would suspect we're going to get like an offensive lineman for it, like a player in a third round pick. Yep, so, that that would be my pro- projection. I think we could get more. I, that offensive player that we'd be getting would have to be pretty good. Um, a third round pick, I think Dalvin is still worth a first round pick or a second round pick. He's like, and I mean, he's top six, but like, this still, is the first time he's ever played a full season. I mean, yeah, but that's the not dude's bad. going but, downhill, man. But the thing is, with the running back position now, you don't see a lot of running backs play all games, or it's it's fine, but still, if you move him to Dalvin, a committee, like, like a true been, committee, like, like, in a full season, he was finished in top five. That's impressive. He's playing two to three games less than everybody, but still finishing neck and neck with them. I don't like the idea of trading him to get that early first round pick to take a QB in a draft class that we think is filled with QBs that we don't know yet. Well, you'll never know. It's no, no, but I, I think if, if we're playing to win in the first two years, how does that help us get closer to a Super Bowl within the Kirk Cousins era? We, I'm Kirk Cousins anytime. No, I just, I don't, I don't, the concept of as my lead back. I do. I, I do. If, if it's me. And I was the guy that was on the Alexander train like last season. I know you were. What happened? Personally. Here. For me. Personally. I'm Calvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Yep. And I think that most, I think running backs, it's not like a quarterback. It's not like a wide receiver. It's, it's probably the easiest skill position to have even easier than tight end. And but I think it's the honestly, to stay consistent at for a long for a long period of time. Exactly, which is why we and, can't rely on guys like Dalvin Cook. But Dalvin has. Be... That's the one thing I'll say. He's one of the players that has consistently stayed at that position. Now, don't get me wrong. We haven't seen he's a lot. Expensive. Of he's so expensive. The... He is. It's, it would save so much money. Is the thing. It would I think do so I, much with that I, money. I agree. just get good running backs and just keep I them on their rookie deals for the short term. I think long term, yeah. Short term, I don't think it's the smartest decision. Um, but I, it's just a lot. And I think it's either I don't think we're keeping Alexander Madison. Like I said, I think if Cook goes, we're getting a whole new running back room. I think it's likely that we lose both of them. It's but possible. if you ask me, I think keep Cook trade to Neil Hunter. If you stock. That's not out of the question either. I mean, I, I would, I'm saying two, I think in uh, what's going to happen is at least two, what we would consider like stars or perennial players on this team are getting traded. I'm thinking Thielen, think Hendricks, not- Hunter, not- Cook. What'd you say? You guys are cutting out a little bit. You trade Daniel Hunter. We're not, or I'm sorry, if we lose. And maybe not Daniel Hunter, but if we lose Cook, I just I don't think we're Super Bowl. We're not. I don't even know if we're Super Bowl contenders. I don't think we're playoff bound as we are now. I think losing Cook would really put our hurt our team. 
I'm sorry, I don't think Alexander can fill the shoes of Dalvin. I don't think he can do the things that Dalvin Cook can do for a team. It is really strange on 180 as far as our viewpoints on that because I was not high on Alexander Madison last season and at the start of this season. But I think for me, what did he do that? for me, this season confirmed it that and he's just on the decline. I, I'm, I think trade while you can. I, I really like the idea of a draft day trade. You're right, Kerry. It makes sense to me. Yeah, it just makes too much sense. Yeah. Anything else on cut little divisive. Cut, cut guys, cut guys like um, Thielen, Kendricks, etc. Now, and then trade da- draft day trades for guys like Daniil Hunter um, and Dalvin Cook. Boom. Okay. Oh, oh. what? I'm sorry, it's my hot take, Keith Kendricks. It's just like you said, you kind of, when you said something earlier today, Mikey, that middle kind of linebacker position kind of, it's been a quiet year. It's one, I didn't like to talk about him. I don't like to. What's good to talk about? Oh, middle line, as far as Kendricks and Hicks, we're going to, we're going to continue to be bottom defense in the league if we want to continue. Okay, the thing is, let's, let's think about this. Hicks, I'm fine with losing. Last one season removed from this one, Kendricks was probably our best defender. No. He was well in the season in last season, he did very well for us. He was on the decline last year. I I feel like we even talked about it. Like I remember some some publication put him in the all pros and I remember talking it wasn't AP all pro because I remember I made that mistake. And I'm just thinking yeah, season i felt like it was kind of quiet and like i honestly expected more from him it's just he was the loudest on our team though i mean we didn't have people making plays and he just kind of was that i'm sorry 2021 he had a great season uh a comedy tackles uh, he had five sacks, two interceptions. For a middle linebacker, that's a pretty solid season. The year prior, he had three. I'll admit, this season was a season for him. But this season, we saw people like Zanary Smith really kind of pop off. And just be, I just don't want to get rid of him because of one bad season. It's one of those defenders that's a... He's one of those guys deep just because he I think he just had a down season and win more. It's like it did in 2021. I think he's one of those players that can step up. I, I will say you have a point as far as like we don't really have a lot of depth at that position anyway. We've got Austin. No, that'd Mayweather. be that'd be one for draft. I mean, yeah, that's one if you can if you were to ask me who's a guy you want to have on that line of young people come and yeah, yeah I and I get he needs that. less like, time on the field. We're relying on him way too much. I think that's also true. Like he's he at a thirty now, and he's going down from here. And like that's just it. We have to toe the line between win now and invest in the future. And there are some tough decisions, and there are some tough decisions to keep guys, yeah. even though maybe we should, he could be on the end of well, he's expensive, but we kind of need him. Yeah, I. I don't think he's getting signed to a big deal, but I, if you're just to ask me of those kind of like older guys, I think there's he's the one of the two that I like keep because of familiar uh, familiarity, and I think you can still give something. Yeah. 
So I'll take that's my hot take. I say keep Kendricks. Get rid of Hicks, but keep Kendricks. That back to these free agents. Uh, just a few left here. Kyrie Tonga for me. I resigned that dude. He yeah uh, resigned. Yep, pretty. And if we're already in this world, we are not resigning Dalvin Tomlinson. Resigning Kyrie Tonga. Yep, I agree. Blake Brandle. Resigned. I think so. He's pretty. He, he was pretty fine. Ben Ellison. He was a good blocking tight end. Maybe, yeah. um, maybe resign him. I don't know. Like honestly, no. Let him- yeah, especially because we have so many tight ends going. If Irv Smith gets a contract, he won't. Um, honestly, yeah, I think let him walk. I think we Minnesota guy. He's from Holly. He is from Holly. He went to NDSU. Um. Oh, then let him go for sure. <laughs> um, Oli Udo. Let him go. I said let him go, too. Tough. I mean, he, he, he's been serviceable. Certainly he yes, has. Yes, but he's had his chance. Has. Um, Chris Boyd. Let him go. Let him go. Sad to see. And last but certainly not least, B.C. Johnson. Let him go. Let him go. God, he's still on the team impact since the two weeks that uh, Justin Jefferson wasn't ready to start in 2020. Yeah, let him go. Yeah. That's a lot of players set to become free agents, and I think we're... A lot, of- a lot of them, we as fans, are pretty fine with letting go. Um, I know there's still a lot of players who are taking up a lot of cap space. But I'm sure there's a lot of others... Um, Obviously, we talked a little bit about Cook. Give me just a second. I'm finding them on over the cap right now. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's another one right there. So, Kirk Cousins has a high cap. You know, I think he's looking at an extension this year, and I don't think that's unwarranted. Two-year, I think. Two-year? How do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to hurt us? It's going to help us coming up this year, Absolutely. But it's one of those things where you keep doing that, and it looks like Quasi's into void years, so it's probably going to be like how this one is. The two-year deal, and then the last year is void. Um, again, this is all stuff I'm trying to understand a little bit more. Adam Thielen for next year has a very high cap yeah, number, I think he- $19 million, nearly $20 million. I think he's he's cut or traded. Yeah, It's happening. I agree, which is sad, I don't know but- who would be willing to take on that cap for just kind of a depth guy honestly i he gets cut there's no trade that gets made if you make that trade you're a team uh, i'm trying to think of one right now that just has well the patriots don't have an abundance of cap i'm talking to team the bears the bears that'd be one that has an abundance of cap to work with um yeah i don't know i mean it's it is he's very expensive I mean, it, it's looking like a cut. It's yep. really sad. That's going to be a cut. You know, we, we were always hoping that he would want to take team-friendly deals. But, he, you know, he does know his worth. And he does still have some worth left. He can still make an impact. We've seen it. He's just not that number one guy anymore. And, unfortunately, you know, he costs $20 million. And, he's just, and, he, and you can't pay $20 million to your, your fourth option. Right. If for the Vikings... He's wide out two, three. Okay, if you, I don't want to say it. You let him go. You can manage on keeping Dalvin Cook. 
we lose Adam Thielen, we can manage keeping Dalvin Cook for another year, get a more friendly contract, and then because I mean honestly, I don't really think we need to invest crazy into the receivers or try to build up another guy. I think KJ Osborne's the two. I think he is the guy. With what I've seen from him, he is, I think, a clear-cut guy that can step into that position that Adam Thielen was in. TJ Hawkinson's there. I, If you were to ask me who's the most expendable guy on our offense, it's probably Adam Thielen. And I hate to say it. I love the guy, Minnesota-born. You love to see it, but... The writing's on the wall. And that's yep. just, I, I, I kind of, like, I don't know. I, I, I hear you guys. You guys are getting jumpy with the Dalvin Cook trade. I kind of, earlier this season, I kind of was on board with that. But I just think he's the clear guy to have because I don't think we're going to get another better receiver. And it's just, if you were going to clear space to help out, I think Adam Thielen's the guy to do it. $20 million can go a long way. That's true. I mean, Dalvin Cook, his cap number in 2023 is 14 million mm-hmm. um which he fought for those numbers and we even covered in past seasons we said it was deserved he did and it is deserved and he should get his money but maybe from somewhere else you know because this we're not at a point where he's going to be the focal point of this offense you know if you no, which i think is good if you send him to like the chiefs or something like that Yikes. i mean they're a Yikes. they're a three-headed monster committee right now you throw Dalvin Cook into a mix like that where he's getting a lot less touches but still plenty of opportunity. How many, how many, if we did that trade, what do you think? We could probably make a first and second round pick from the Chiefs. Not first and a second, I don't think, for Dalvin with that cap. Because that's still he's still a very highly paid running back. And I honestly, I don't know what their cap situation is. Um, you know, some others, some other notables, Brian O'Neill, he will not be cut. He's making nearly $20 million. Harrison Smith, he's making nearly $20 million. Uh, $19 million. That one is very tough because we, he if, had, if... He had a comeback season this year. He had a very good year. Very good, but not not the way you expected to be. He had his interceptions, especially think, early. Well, he what did he end up at the end of... The way he's built to be. What did he end up on the end of the year on PFF? It was like the 18th ranked safety... Right, and he's not getting paid like the 18th-ranked safety. Yeah. So it's really tough, and especially as of this moment, Donatel has not been fired. Not saying he won't be. Um, not saying necessarily he should be, but maybe he should be. Um, something is going to have to change next year. I mean, or multiple things, you know. One is one being you could fire Ed Donatel, find a new person with a similar scheme, just somebody new to I mean right up and call the plays. Or this you is just like almost a it's almost like a mini rebuild. It's almost a mini rebuild. It is. It is. I mean, you're you're turning over your entire defense to get guys that will work in his scheme because it seems like Harrison Smith, he's really good at a lot of things, but the things that Adonatel wanted to do with this defense, it, it, it doesn't, it does not utilize Harrison Smith's best skills. Or Daniil Hunter's. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of which, Daniil Hunter, I mean, he's making 13 million. If you trade him away, I mean, it's entirely possible. And that's another thing. If we're sticking with a 3 4, you could either give him another shot, which he would be deserving of, of course. Or you trade him away knowing that he will be fine elsewhere. Um, Zadarius Smith, he's set to make $17 million next year. We got him really cheap this year, but uh, it's not going to be that way next year. 
I think it's entirely possible that he gets cut or traded this offseason, especially if we get rid of Donatel or go back to a 4-3, which those things are on the table. And you got Kendricks down there right under Daniil Hunter. He's making $11 million. Other than that, I mean, a lot of these are getting to be a lot more manageable. TJ Hawkinson's making $9 million. Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, Seven million. The one we gotta watch out for is Justin Jefferson. And we will be extending Justin Jefferson, and it would probably be smart to extend TJ Hawkinson as well. I here's another prediction. I'm gonna Nostradamus this. Besides my Dalvin Cook, um, uh, my Dalvin Cook draft day trade, we are going to get a peaceful. It's not gonna cause a ton of panic. It's just gonna be like a well, you know, uh, Jefferson holdout. I have a feeling well, I have a feeling we are not getting the deal done until at least OTAs. Well yeah. I I, I think either that or we're gonna have I think we could if we bite the bullet. The thing is, how do you tell a guy he's he doesn't get more than eighteen mil? Because I mean he's gonna want twenty mil. And I feel like if you go anything under that, he's gonna be like, No, I'm the best receiver in the league. You can pay me how much you want. You can pay me. Because he's gonna get he's gonna get more than Dalvin. And that's just it. That contract's going to hurt us. He's going to yeah, be the highest paid wide receiver. In he will. Yep. And, yep. But we are going to run into a holdout. I'm. I'm. I'm calling it. It's going to. It's going to be peaceful. It's yeah, not going to happen ugly. right away. Like no, nothing serious. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. It'll maybe last a week tops. But he's going to miss. He's going to miss some OTAs. I'm. I'm. It's going to happen. Mark your calendars. Thirty million dollars for him and Hawkinson. Yeah. No. At least. Uh, that's going to eat up most of our. I mean, and that's just it. That's another reason. And that's why you draft a quarterback. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's another reason why you can't hurry up enough to draft a successor because any draft pick can be a bust. But if he's not a bust, that is a cheap quarterback. He's not going to play. That's the only problem. But he might. If he gets hurt. If the problem is I don't, we're not taking Kirk out of the game. What if we everything, go 0-5? Everything changes. You're right. Five. You get hurt. Everything changes with this new regime. This first year... I mean, they exceeded expectations with an inherited team. Now, this offseason, this is going to be the true test uh, for, for Quasi for sure. And then leading on to next year, it'll be a, another test for Kevin O'Connell. What can he do with a team built specifically for him? Super interesting. Yep. Yeah. No, a uh, few other points here. Uh, I saw uh, Soda Stick Co. on Twitter tweeted, 24 years ago today was the Gary Anderson uh, missed field goal. So happy anniversary to that. Jeez. One cool <laughs> thing I saw today, um, it was – let me read it off to you guys. It was um, some TJ Hawkinson stats for you. Since joining the Vikings – since joining the Vikings, since week nine among tight ends, um, which was his first game as a Viking, 82 targets, which is second among tight ends, 519 yards, second among tight ends, 10 contested catches, first among tight ends, eight catches of 15 plus yards, tied for eighth. Now, I saw that. The big thing that surprised me there, the big thing that surprised me, the contested catches. Because I feel like he dropped quite a few contested catches. 
and yet he still is first among tight ends, there's room for serious improvement there. And Absolutely. if that, if that can improve with Kirk, oh my I'm god, I'm just saying possibilities are endless there. TJ Hawkinson is, yeah, he's one of those tight ends that I'm like, watch. He he's gonna get volume, and I think we're already starting to see it. I mean, and that's just it. Jefferson, it's nice that he's not gonna have to rely on it, but uh it's just I don't know if we're gonna see the similar seasons that we've seen for Jefferson once TJ Hawkinson really starts rolling, because I think you could see numbers kind of very similar to maybe like Travis Kelsey or a good George Kittle when he starts rolling. Right, and I think those are still going to be great seasons for Justin Jefferson. They might not be 1,800 yards, but, I mean, he, I I think this offense, it's looking good for a long time. And, again, we're going to talk about this all off season, and we may just be at odds about it all off season. But I think the one thing to really make sure that this goes down the road, draft that quarterback. I'm say, I know we don't have much draft capital, and I know you get it. You get it from trading veterans. It can always get worse from the deep for the defense because I didn't think it could get worse from last year. And in a lot of ways, it did get worse from last year. Yep. It got better in a lot of ways, but it got worse. In did a lot you guys of see the year. bring back Zimmer? Bring back Zimmer. No. <laughs> Defensive coordinator, baby. Drafting a rookie QB does not help us win. Now, but it could. It does, but the thing is, it's about later. What it's if he's later. a Patrick Mahomes man? Are you going to play Kirk Cousins over that guy? We don't know. We're not going to start him unless Kirk gets hurt. Kirk doesn't get hurt. That's just it. You're right. Every, I, nobody gets hurt until they I get hurt. Don't want to draft a QB just to be like, hey, our QB is going to get injured. You just wait here until he's injured. No, you draft That's a QB when you know he. It's just we don't. We. It's just I don't. There's not that I'm against drafting a QB. It's just and I, I think it's if we do it this year, it's rushed. It's just you, it's you draft cool. a QB when you do your research and you know he's going to be the successor. They knew Mahomes was going to be the successor. They knew Lamar was going to be the successor. Yeah, right. they might know. They also saw Zach Wilson was going to be the successor. Yeah, they that's also the... saw Blake Bortles was going to be the successor. They also saw Johnny Menzel was going to be the successor. They re- they really don't know. For every one that they hit, there was four that they missed. But the thing I'm going to say is it's just it doesn't make sense for the Vikings to draft a QB right now. I get what you guys are saying. Yes, it's nice to have that generational talent in the future, but there's no point in doing it. It literally is just going to make the team worse well, for except the Austin, short, those, those, future. And right Q- now, we're not in that position to become worse. The thing is, we got to play to win right now. That's those QBs where- that you mentioned there, those QBs you mentioned there, those were all, oh, God, let's see if this one works, QBs. No, it wasn't. Johnny Menzel was a huge prospect. Okay. They thought he was going to be what amazing. Franchise, but what franchise – I'm saying this is a situation where you do draft a guy to Historically, sit him, we're not that sit him on purpose. franchise than the Browns, let's face it. To sit him on purpose. You draft a guy to sit him on purpose. That is true. Yes, we do that. Those were all Maybe guys we that don't... got drafted to get thrust in right away. Maybe we don't win the division next year, but maybe that's okay – if he is a guy and like, I'm not saying that there is a guy for us. I'm not saying that we're going to make it that far. I'm just saying we should never rule out the possibility. What if we could grab a really good cornerback or something that could really help the defense and make us better in a time that we are in play. And that's the debate. Is it cool? Do we... Name a great first round cornerback from the Vikings. Just the that as an example of a but this is supposed to be a historic quarterback draft. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Name a, even if you name a great corner for, 
they, these were all supposed to be perennial corners. Last Andrew year Booth. was the year to draft a corner. Yep, Andrew Booth, Trey Waynes, Mike Hughes. No, I'm the list goes on. We could use other things. We could use a defensive tackle. We could use we could use a new linebacker. We could use middle linebackers. There's a lot of things that we need right now. And I'm just saying, quarterback isn't at the top of the list. I think we have a good QB. And the thing is, with Minnesota, I think we're not. I, I I'm sorry. It's just, I've said this before. We're not good at rookie QBs. But everything is different now. It's, it's everything not- is different. Yes, it is. A brand new general manager, new head coach, whole new system. It's a fresh start. It's been, it was the way of Spielman and Zimmer for so long. They were not good at developing quarterbacks. They only had one, and their developing QB looked like to be one of the best since Dante Colpad. Well, what are you saying? It's just, it's just, I don't want it. It's just, if we, it's just why you're, because what? Our first round pick's going to be probably 20 to 20. 23. We're locked in at 23. Okay, we're sitting at 23. So how many QBs are we saying are going to go? But how I mean, many QBs are, are they saying? Can't, you can't have the quarterback five or six QBs that we – well, I'm just saying there's probably five or six QBs that we can expect to go in the first three rounds probably. But you can't have this conversation until we collect – I'm not ruling out us collecting another first-round pick. We could. Yeah, maybe that way I would be fine if we traded something. Exactly. I only, that we okay, have, only... I think it's two – the one that we have currently at 23 – Oh, I think yeah. that it's too important to use defensively oh, yeah. than for a quarterback. I oh, just, yeah. I do not. I, I The thing is, I don't think we extend ourselves currently at the position we're in for a QB to try to make ourselves better because it's not. We If we added a defender, it would make us a whole I lot agree. Better. I 100% no. agree. I started this whole thing by saying, first, we collect draft capital, draft capital, a first, another second. Then we one of those firsts goes to a quarterback. Or if we... Um, just use our only second on a quarterback. But I think we aren't we out of a second due to the yeah, we, are, we have a first and a third and I think a couple of fourths maybe. Yeah, we got to collect more draft capital and then use one of the higher picks on a quarterback. But and you think, do not co- collect a quarterback now. You're right there, Austin. I was not disagreeing with you with that. Right. I, I, I think that will happen. We're going to get more draft capital. I, I, but for me at the same time, if it's there at 23 – or if we trade up, if we know it's the guy, you got to put your trust in these guys. It's you know, it's their team now, and this is now their chance. Quasi was given, uh, he was given an assignment at the beginning of last season, and I think he went with the assignment. I think he was yep. probably told, "Don't trade away these players. We're going to try to run it back as much as we can. And that's what we're doing this year. We're going to see what we can do." And, and just now, real now real is Quasi's time. Real quick, going back to the quarterback thing, it's the success rate for rookie quarterbacks is so much better if they sit one year under a great quarterback. Once again, Alex Smith um, and Patrick Mahomes, Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson, the list goes on guys like Zach Wilson, um, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, even um, there are ones from this year, Mac Jones, guys that are just thrust in right away. Success rate is super low. Yeah, so no, if you're wanting to protect really this franchise sense. for the next five, six years, you know, guys like Jefferson and Hawkinson are going to be super expensive. You draft now. Right, and you, you have to draft now because this is going to be your best window to get a promising quarterback, and you don't want two or three years to happen where Cousins decides to retire or worse things happen, and now we've got – Zach Wilson throwing the ball to them. You know, that's, 
you know, that's, it, th that's the thing we don't, that's where we don't want to be in a few years. And that's why we just have to be aware that maybe that's something to do now, but I get, I get all sides here. What was it? Yep. Zach Wilson, I stepped out and stepped back in. Was Mikey saying, how do you think Zach Wilson is the QB of the future? Certainly not. Uh, <laughs> no, Kerry was talking about the, the success rate of young quarterbacks who sat behind a great quarterback. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely that's there. Uh, but at the same time, one thing to remember, and I think Kirk Cousins, I, he's a good person. I think he would be different about this. But when you bring a successor in, sometimes that's not the best for the locker room. I do believe we have a QB who is a, a big enough person that he wouldn't let that affect him. And I think he would be very good at helping that young QB. But it's just, I don't know. I just feel like if we draft a QB in this first round, it's especially this year, it's a little bit of a backhand I think to Kirk Cousins. I think he did a lot this season that proved you deserve to be here. This is your team. And the thing is, I just, Kirk's going to be the starting QB for the next three years, unless he gets a horrific injury. It's just what it is. I, he's got three more years. I think we're keeping him until he breaks some Fran Tarkenton records. The thing is, do we draft a QB this year and let him sit for three, four years? I think the thing is, no, we might you can't not. you can't Jordan love this situation. Yeah. No, I that's why do. I don't want to do that. That's why I agree. I just... If we're looking at purely finances, though, you draft this guy, you let him sit for a year, and you say, you know what, Kirk, thank you. It's a business at the end of the day, and I'm not saying exactly they do this, but it's, it's something money. they might do. They say, it's a Kirk, thank you for everything that you've done for us. Uh, we're rolling with this guy now. I'm not saying that would be a nice move, but it's something that they could do. And financially, that is the move if you want to keep the rest of your team. Roll with that rookie contract while you still have Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, and just a powerful offense. You know what I mean? Contract can start at any time. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we could we could debate about this all off season. So oh, we will be this, and we will. I'm sure that's going to be Austin. Huge... Didn't you want to take Justin Fields last year? Justin Fields was different, and that was during a time that Minnesota was really bad. Let, let's take some time and evaluate some of the quarterbacks coming up because I haven't done enough of that. So you know, at this point, a lot of this stuff is just kind of hypothetical. Who could possibly even fall that far? You know. We'll take some time, and this is definitely going to be a topic of discussion for later on in this offseason because, you know, there's we've had plenty of discussion on it now, and I think this is only going to get better as we move on. Yep. Um, I had a few more other things here from some of these games here. Okay, here's one from Optistats on Twitter. They say the Vikings are the only team in the Super Bowl era to complete at least 80% of their passes. Oh, I saw no this. turnovers. I saw this. No sacks allowed and still lose regular season or postseason. Oh, God. NFL teams had been 47-0 and 0 in the Super Bowl era when doing all of those things. 80% of their passes completed. No turnovers. No sacks. Still lost. What? Right. It, it's just like we said before. The offense had to be perfect and they were just shy of perfect and that's why we dropped a yeah no and you're 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 certainly right there here's that's why one. you cut kirk and sign great defenders with money that is also true also true there um here's some records of teams with a last ranked defense over the last 10 years um as far as yards and points per game combined last ranked defenses 2022 the vikings 13 and four. I'm going to save you some time here. I'm not going to read through all of these. The highest that anyone is, is six and 10. 
in the last 10 years with having the last ranked defense. I mean, how is that defense ranked? Is it just the the average of points yards allowed? Yards and points per game combined. Okay. Yeah. Um, And those teams were, well, 2021, Jets, 4 and 13. 2020, Lions, 5 and 11. 2019, Dolphins, 5 and 11. Um, But also, we just weren't really, really subpar teams. Yeah, overall bad teams, like also bad offense. And honestly, I think we're going to have another season like this. I mean, oh my goodness, it's going to be a hard, this three-year period of last season, this season, and next season, I think it's just going to be nonstop, close, close games. And it, I think... Uh, it's the Viking up. way. Next season, it, it's, it is looking really tough. Oh, yeah, we're going to face all the first seeds. Yeah. Um, one more thing from this Giants game. This is from uh, Paul Charchian on Twitter. Kirk Cousins had one particularly bad play. The Vikings defense allowed 10 plus yards and or a first down 26 times. Kirk had one bad play, the defense had 26. Right. And like on the season, you know, especially for Vikings fans and people who have followed all along the way, you know, it was such a fun season a roller coaster that we were not ready to get off of. But, uh, I mean, we're going to remember that I think the defense was probably the reason why we lost a lot of – I mean, we didn't lose a lot of games in the regular season. But when we did lose, you know, especially in this one, you know, the defense, that's going to be kind of the story. But, uh, unfortunately, for the national world, of the story is going to be Kirk Cousins on the fourth and eighth. Yeah. Couldn't get it done, which it, it doesn't tell the whole story, and that's just sad. Yeah. Um, well, what's your guys? This is our Euro meter at. Just kidding. Oh, I mean, you know, we could. The key's not even in the ignition. We could talk about it. The, this, the, this is our Euro meter. Um, it's dead. It's shut down. It's, it's, it's in the gray. It is turned off for now. This is not our year. Again, sadly. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate. One thing that I did that I didn't get to mention last week because we had a we had our two for episodes, so we only sat down one time and recorded. But uh, the AP All Pro list came out, and we have two Vikings on the first team: Justin Jefferson and long snapper Andrew DePaula. Keep that guy around. Again, he's going to be a free agent. Just keep him around. Come on, how much does a long snapper cost? Well, yeah, I mean, keep him around. It's, I mean, like we said, we don't really know what makes a great long snapper, but hey, if it's, if it's deserve, if it's getting national attention, keep him around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, according to PFF, there's been nobody more consistent at the position than him. And uh, that's great. Cool. Thanks, PFF. Thanks, PFF. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, we, we couldn't afford to have. Uh, snap go sideways in this season. One thing we did not bring up, or maybe you did when I walked out, um, side note that just made me think of this. Um, get rid of Jalen Breaker. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Cut that guy yesterday. Well, the I thing know. is now, he's still on his rookie contract. I Keep him know. around. Ooh. What do you do? Keep oh, him but around. You do not put him at punt returner again. I'm sorry, I don't I've like it. I've not been impressed by anything I've seen from this guy. 
let me stay through training camp at least. Hopefully there's some promise. I don't remember. And I Oh my god, I'd take BC Johnson back over Jalen Rager. Yeah, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just not impressed by by what he's doing. I hold my breath every time he catches a punt. Every time. Yeah, no, same same. I just do not feel comfortable with him down there. And I just honestly, it just with what I've seen of how he kind of carries himself on social media and on the field, it's just I'm not a fan. Uh, it's it's really tough, you know. It's I feel not. like we gave up more for him. It was an experiment. We gave up more for him than we should. And I don't blame it. It's no, not- like it's fine. It's what was it? It was nothing big, nothing more than a. Yeah, but you think you know? I get what you're saying. You think you can rescue a guy? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think maybe somebody can, but he. I think just there's. You just gotta come on, man. Have more drive. It's hard. It's hard. Um. I do have a question for you guys. How well do you remember last season? Now, scores 20 to 19. Um, there's a chance to put it all away right now, this week. Um, as the regular season and the playoffs, the Vikings season is over. Um, there is a possibility that this season continues because you have to win by two points. The score is currently 20 to 19. Austin is winning, but I'll point which means that the ball is in Carrie's court should you choose to accept your question Carrie I'm ready you're ready okay here is your question what was the most yards allowed in a single game last season Austin go ahead Final answer? Whoa, yeah. I didn't even hear it. Speak up. 446. No, 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 no. Uh, total, like offense. How many How many total yards allowed in the game? Mm-hmm. How many did we allow this week? It was over 400. I wish I could see how much we let up just this week. <laughs> okay, um, you're right. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go... Uh, Four hundred and seventy-six. Is that your final answer? Are you locked in? Locked in. All right, Carrie. What do you got? Four seventy-seven. Loser. Are you locked in? Yep. Okay. Well, it looks like the game is not over. The score is twenty to twenty. Carry gets this last point. It, it was five. It was at five hundred plus. It was five hundred plus. Honestly, I knew it was going to be five hundred plus, but I didn't want to accidentally overshoot and somehow it would still go in Austin's favor. I knew it was five hundred plus though. Right, because if you overshoot, it's easy to tell. You would just go like, "Oh, one less." You know, the most allowed in a single five twenty five five hundred and seventy one yards, and that was against the Holy Panthers. We went into overtime. Crap, that's no fun. I don't like it. Well, the score's 20 to 20, which means we have to come back again. Got to come back next week. We'll talk about some more stuff. But there's a little bit more to talk about still um, in this week. Not necessarily about the Vikings, but we certainly got playoffs to talk about. Um, okay, question for you guys. Yeah. Who, is, who are you cheering for now? 
uh, Mikey's mad at me, but I said it earlier because I think it was a couple episodes we asked each other who was our favorite non-Vikings team. And I hate it, but the Giants are like my favorite non-Vikings team, so I'm kind of rooting for the Giants. I'm just, the opposite I, of you there. I like, don't. I don't me. see even before this playoff game. I just there's not enough talent on that roster. I don't like Daniel Jones as a. He just doesn't make sense to me. He's like this weird enigma. I, I think like him. he's Eli Manning 2.0, but he can run. He's, yeah, I mean, the thing about the Giants and really any team that beats us, because I'm just petty. I'm petty like this. If you knocked our team out of the playoffs, at least in this one, you know, in the wild card round, I I hope they get their butts kicked by the Eagles. And well, I yeah, there's like a recency bias, you know. At this point, I actually don't mind the Saints very much anymore just because they haven't, like, whooped our butts in a while. I get you. I mean, it's tough to say, but I get you. I'm not I'm not there. Not quite there yet, but... Oh, Terry, wash your mouth. Go go into the bathroom. Sean Payton isn't a coach anymore. Most of the I players that were on that roster care. aren't around anymore. I don't care. Go take that bar of soap, and what is their slogan? Who dat? Or wash that out of your mouth. Um, A team I'm really liking, though. I mean, how can you not like the 49ers again? Yep. Every episode, my team, we take some time at the end of our episode to talk about how great the 49ers are and how much we wish the Vikings were like the 49ers. I, they're my team. It's only for the sake of I want to see the chaos of them already having Jimmy G. They spent so much draft capital on Trey Lance. Now they have – I want Brock Purdy to throw five touchdowns in a Super Bowl just he's for the chaos. Start. He got the starting position. There's, like, there's no way he's not the starter next year. It's got to be undeniable, though, you know. I think that if they – I'm going back to this. If the 49ers go to the Super Bowl and they lose with Brock Purdy, I think that's every excuse to give Trey Lance his job back. No. I, I, Mikey, we were just talking about this. In the games he's played – He's finished, like, first in seven QB stats. Until he doesn't. What, what's going to happen if he doesn't? And I don't want that to happen. I want them to win because I agree with you, Kerry. What, I'm here for the chaos. What, what, we, what has Trey Lance done to deserve that starting spot? He hasn't had a chance. He, he got drafted first. He got drafted in the first round, third overall. That's what he's done. That's all he's had to do. And that, I'm just saying, with what I've seen from both players, I got a QB that has an injury that's a mobile QB that has, like, injury that can affect his ability at being mobile or i have this other rookie qb who is um performing a baller as a league a leader. he's a dog but what, you th- what did you say carrie he's a dog he's a dog but what do you do what he's do you- a dog you don't do anything you throw the dog a bone you can't though i mean like you you spend so much on trey lance and are you just gonna try to trade him like who do you trade him to but the thing is and then what the vikings trade him to the vikings and you to the this guy at the end. They're gonna offset each other. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you took a bad guy in the first round, but you took a guy in the last round that's playing like a first rounder. That Trey doesn't to mean the Vikings. The Trey Lance to the Vikings. Your whole reason on why not start. If we went with your mentality, Tom Brady would have never became a starter. Trey Lance to the Vikings. Tom Brady would have never have gotten this. It's the same thing that I'm. I'm not saying. I'm saying the thing is, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl. If if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, I think he's got the job. But I think he's got a playoff win, and as a rookie QB, I mean, you can't ask for much more than a playoff win. That's- no, no, I think you're right. But I think the 49ers have higher aspirations than that. And I think I if they, the- I think if they fall short, I think that's going to be an excuse to go back to Trey. Also, oh my God! If a Vikings, if a Vikings quarterback, like- if, if a Vikings rookie quarterback won a playoff game, they would erect a state or a statue of him in front of the stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. The state also though. 
players in San Francisco seem to like Brock Purdy more than they like Trey Lance. Trey Lance has only played like four the, games yeah, for him. Chemistry though. Right now, George Kittle and this Brock is Brock's Purdy, team. George Kittle and Brock Purdy. They're the I'm next. They're it, the I'm next. Saying uh, it, I'm saying it. Could yeah. be as good as Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. No, yeah, they're the yes. next. Uh, with, they're the next with, Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> with what I've seen, look up the stats. With what we've seen in this short amount of time between George Kittle and Brock Purdy, it's it's a power duo. There's a, every once in a while you get that QB tight end that just connect and are locked in together, and we're looking at it right now. I Tom mean, Brady and Gronk. Yes, Brock Purdy, Kittle, Travis Kelsey. I think that's a better comparison, Brady and Gronk. I, I think. To I'm not him like Mahomes. No, Mahomes. you can compare him to Brady all you want. Relationship, the relationship between QB and between two positions. There's a trust value that is very similar with Brock Purdy and George Kittle that you see with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Well, that, regardless, I, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is the same as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's doing better in seven QB stats than Patrick Mahomes is doing though. Uh, Hell, I'm going to say it. Hot take right now. Kansas City, 49ers, Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl. That's my hot take. So, regardless of what happens, I they're also somehow predicting that there's still maybe a slim of a chance that Tom Brady could go to the Niners. I mean, yep. there's – I want the chaos. I want I the Aaron chaos. Aaron Rodgers more likely. Give me the chaos. Yeah, no, honestly, Yeah. I don't think you do it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm saying this. You guys have been begging to have a generational talent draft a QB to get somebody like Brock Purdy. But as another team, you just want him out. If Minnesota, I don't want him out. I'm just saying, if, there. I don't want him out. He, I'm I just saying. think they will. No, Brock I think Purdy it's hilarious that they invested all this in their other seen, quarterbacks. All right, Brock Purdy, with what we've seen, is one of the best rookie QBs in modern yeah. time NFL. Yes, I want him to play. I want him to play, but I want I want the 49ers to feel the pain of having to make that decision to keep him and let him play. I agree. I agree. I, because I, I think it's hilarious. I agree. I, I think it's a clear option, but I think they're making it a bigger deal than they have to. Especially if he somehow flops next year. That'd be even better. I mean, I think with that, I, with the way that Purdy is playing and how expensive uh, – Jimmy G is. There's no way they're keeping Jimmy G. Jimmy G is going to the market. If anything, they keep Trey Lance the backup. as a backup, I guess. Or but, trade him for something. Right. But I think at this point, there's no way they keep Jimmy G. I think they keep one. I mean, if they decide they're going to roll with Trey Lance, they could easily have Purdy as a backup. That makes sense. He's inexpensive. He was he was Mr. Irrelevant. Inexpensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But like, Purdy's it's even less. Inexpensive. It seems harder for them to justify having Trey Lance as the backup, given that he was a first-round pick. So if that's going to be their route, if they're going to roll with Purdy, they have to trade away Lance. I don't think they have to. I think they could keep both of them um, because it's so cheap. I mean, you're going to have both of them for, what, maybe $4 million? Both be on the field, though. That's the no, thing, you know? The thing is, I think you trade... They've got opportunities to better their team. You, here you go. You, Kerry, you said you have a hot take game day decision trade. I mean, draft day decision. My prediction, Trey Lance gets traded on draft day. Oh, well, here's the thing with that is that Trey Lance still has two years left in his rookie deal. Rookie deal. I think they would actually lose money by trading him now. But very little. Hey, guys. Very little. Who says no to this? Dalvin Cook for Trey Lance. I, I was just saying I, that, but you guys were talking over me. I mean, they have, they have McCaffrey. They would never Don't do Don't trust an NDSU player. 
I don't, they are all injury prone. Don't trust an NDSU player. They've been playing way above their league for way too long. Yeah, so uh, that's our bid on the 49ers for this week. So are, are 49ers all our team then? To like our favorite team for the rest of this? Because they're my favorite yeah, team. At least in the NFC. I'm a big Joe Burrow fan in the AFC, but I'm yeah. also really a big fan of uh, of what the Jaguars are doing. I like the cons, so I kind of want the Jaguars to do well. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. I've always – this kind of this season for the Giants reminds me a lot of 2008, 2012, 2013. Or, I don't know, really good defense. Eli Manning-esque QB. Well, I guess the thing is about the Giants, like which we didn't talk too much about – there was a lot of their problems that they had going into that game. A lot of the problems that they had were the same as the Vikings. They also had a negative point differential. Nobody wanted to talk about that. Granted, they didn't win their division. They didn't have 13 wins, but nobody wanted to talk about it. Well, yeah, because the Vikings are frauds. Of course. And that's just that's part of who they are. The Giants have won Super Bowls, so nobody's going to talk about that. Um Let's talk about this. This is a little something. Lamar Jackson, I, he didn't even travel with the Ravens for their playoff Yeah, game. I don't know is about that. Normal? That, that, you know, at that point, you're – I don't like what Michael Vick said. Michael Vick said some, like, thing where I was like, ah, that's a little much. I can't remember what he said. But it was very harsh. But at that point, you're making it all about you. You know, what kind of guy – if I'm a wide receiver, even, like, a linebacker, it's like, am I really going to want to – you know, it's like if the president of the country that you lived in, like, did something just terrible. It's like, do I really, you know, do I feel proud playing for this team right now? Do I feel proud representing this country? You know, it's like, it's that sort of deal where it's like, at that point, it's a Lamar decision. This is Lamar's team. So I don't have to travel with the team because the team doesn't matter. Lamar matters. Hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. No, it's it's weird. And like, Lamar has never done anything to make it seem like that's in his character. And I feel like a lot of everybody's been on his side, you know, but all he's year. representing himself. That's another key piece to this is he's not using like an agent. No, at this point, I think that's just a message. Like you don't want me. You're not willing to commit to me. Uh, guess you guys are on your own. Well, they were going to be on their own anyways. Like, he's still hurt, quote-unquote. And I think what Michael Vick said was, like, who cares, put on a brace and get out there. I think that was what Michael Vick said. Um, yeah, but... I saw RG3 really uh, had a lot to say to that. Oh, yeah, that's how you destroy your career, just like RG3. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, we got to understand, a lot of people who are commentating on football played in a different era, played during a time where you get hit in the head and you see... 22 people on the field you stay on the field it's like yeah i mean doesn't make the right but definitely not but at the same time i i i think i don't like it i am a big person you're a team player you travel with the team you're on a team you travel together because that's bonding that's how you get better you're not going to get closer and get better with your teammates if you're taking a private jet or just driving your own i mean yeah you're right and like it's just something you don't like to see. I mean, no, but we I, knew he wasn't going to play, but... I think we also have been seeing the writings on the wall. I don't think Lamar is staying a Raven. Yeah, I mean, it was it was questionable early on in the season when he was still kind of in the MVP conversation. I think but... he does. No, I you think, think he stays, huh? 
I think he stays, but I think they're going to probably do some sort of move on uh, – I'm not saying Harbaugh gets cut, but I think for sure Greg Roman, their offensive coordinators, on the outs. Or they're going to change up play calling duties. They're going to pertain it to Lamar. Austin, what is this? You, you say, what if Minnesota goes for him? All this time, you're just talking about how Kirk Cousins is going to be your starter for the next three years. Don't ever draft a rookie. Don't draft a rookie. No, go get Lamar, who is going to expect, who's won an MVP. He's going to expect more money than Kirk. Come on, man. What I'm saying is you don't draft a QB to sit. What I'm saying is more of a hypothetical. Draft him to play then. Well, I'm just saying with him. It's not going to happen. It's more of a grand, like, oh, imagine if we made a trade for him. And I'm not, it's not real. It's not going to happen. But I'm just saying, it would be fun to see Lamar in a different shade of purple. It would be fun. Can't deny it. Any other uh, playoff things you guys found notable? Uh, the GOATs out of the playoffs? Maybe retiring? Who knows? All of, my, all of my playoff predictions were true or came true except for um, – except for um, – the I thought the Bucks were gonna win, and I thought the Vikes were gonna win. Yeah, that's too bad. I knew the Chargers were gonna be frauds. I knew they were gonna lose. Yep they they were uh, they flew a little too close to the sun in Week 18. So what happens there? Do they fire Brand? They fired their offensive coordinator today. Do you think they go further? I don't think they do. I think a lot of people are kind of hopeful that they would fire Brandon Staley because they would love to have Brandon Staley on their staff. I know some Vikings. Fans were really kind of hoping for that, but I I don't think that's going to happen. I think Staley's staying. I think they like him just fine. I mean, they've been, you know, they've been successful enough. They've been on the up ever since they got Justin Herbert, for sure. I don't know. I, I think he sticks around. I saw I mean, Byron Leftwich got fired this morning. Yeah, he was a guy we were hoping he was going to be a Vikings coach. He was one of the candidates. Yeah, he was. I mean, and for he was a while, my candidate. He was... he was my candidate last year. He didn't want to. He didn't want to leave before. I think he chose to stay after getting head coaching offers. And now, like, look at how fast things can change. You know, one year you're getting offers to head coach, and the next you're fired. I don't know. Maybe head coaching is still an option for him. Has he considered that that team is fired. just washed? Has he considered that the team is just washed and being led by a? Uh, quarterback that's made of more he's more uh, what is it pistachio ice cream he's more pistachio ice cream than man now well and playoff Lenny couldn't get going I mean like oh he I thought that a lot was of passes, so funny that was their so, run game. so funny the hoodie yeah. the hoodie did you see the hoodie no he, pre-game in warm-ups he came out in a, a custom-made hoodie with his jersey number in the back, and instead of Fournette, it said playoff Lenny. He got five rushes for 11 yards. Oh, no, they've been abysmal. Like, as much as we've complained about our run game, uh, that Bucks run game has been abysmal, and it's just gone downhill. Rashad White is somebody who could be promising. But uh, anyway, I, I, I've won. <laughs> anyway, one, one last topic for you guys. And, you know, these, these are all still things that we can revisit throughout the offseason but let's talk a little fantasy football who are you drafting next year who are you making sure is on your roster with what the output i've seen uh that he got with minnesota especially uh, not playing a full season with us it was just too much to not 
want to grab for a tight end. Um, now, this is a tight end, I think, in fantasy sports. You might be able to get in that third or fourth round. That can give you maybe not every week, but every other week, the same amount of output that Travis Kelsey gave. Okay, you guys are not ready for this. I think the Cooper Cup of next year, James Cook. Whoa. That's hot. I'm going to make sure to get him. I almost don't want to reveal it. I was watching the Buffalo playoff game, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy is just a young Dalvin Cook on a better offense. Granted, the problem is that he's he's got a mobile What? I, just, I agree with you. He is a younger Dalvin Cook on a better offense. Yes, but the problem is, is that offense likes to – they have so much talent that, that picking him in fantasy to be your number one guy, that's going to be a huge risk. But he's going to be at least a number two running back. Um, he should be a number two running back. But and he's I somebody would, who will fly under the radar, I'm sure, of yep, it in a lot of but drafts. But I would not be surprised if he's a top five running back, fantasy numbers-wise, by the end of the year. Not be surprised at all. Mikey? Um, for me, I made a trade for this guy this year, and I didn't play him as much as I should have because he had a shaky start to the season. But Najee Harris, I saw that he was on a list of one of the most unlucky players in the league this year. There were seven times where runs of his were stopped at the one-yard line, and he did not get the touchdown. Hmm. Um, and he definitely turned it on. He was coming back from an injury last year. Um, well, I guess this season. Coming back from an injury, um, now that Kenny Pickett is up and rolling a little bit more, I think it's a bit more of a competent offense. So I think Najee Harris is going to be on my draft board next year. I got one more. Who you got, Austin? Uh, in the division, Jamal Williams. Definitely. I And I think just because of the team he's on and if DeAndre Swift's still there, um, I think he's going to slip a little lower than he should. But he is a running back one uh, that literally, I mean, that's something that didn't get talked about. Literally passed Barry Sanders for touchdowns. Yes, he did. That's that was When you pass a player like that on any list, that's something to pat you back on, especially when you started the season off as the backup running back. Yeah, Jamal Williams, one of probably the biggest, most beloved players right now. Also, just want to give a quick shout out to my. NFL fantasy MVP, Josh Jacobs. Everyone doubted me when I took you. I love you, Josh. All right. So is there anybody who stayed on your roster this year, but you would not trust next year for whatever reason? Who are you not drafting next year who actually stayed on your roster? Um, Technically, he stayed on my roster because he was on IR for um, the latter third of the year. Nicole Hardman. Nope. Way too many options in KC now. I think he's on a... Like, I think his rookie year is up, too, now. So he's going to go somewhere else. But I don't even know if what condition he's going to be in. He was my second wide receiver that I took. <laughs> yeah, I took uh, – he didn't stay on my roster, but I took Juju Smith-Schuster um, much earlier than I should have. He ended up making a pretty decent year. But there's just too much – there's too many wide receivers who, like, get the ball sometimes – on that Chiefs offense. Exactly, It is yeah. very much a Travis Kelsey-driven um, offense. And honestly, running backs as well. But you can't trust a single one of those running backs because you, you just don't know who's going to get the action. This might be a hot take as well. Herbert. I drafted Herbert. He was my quarterback that I drafted. Um, he was with me all year. 
but very mid. Very mid, and especially now that they fired the offensive coordinator, way too many unknowns there. I, I would project that he's going to be probably a middle middle draft, you know, middle draft. No one's going to be drafting him in the first round. Hmm. Um, I have DeAndre Hopkins on mine. I don't know. They're, they're looking to trade him over there, so it's, it's tough, you know. I really like the value of him. I wasn't able to draft him. I was able to trade into him. But, I mean, it, that's, that is one thing that I did learn. I think if there's a good player who is injured, like a very good player, get him. I mean, even if it seems a little too early, go get him, you know. Yeah, it'll help when you really need it. Odell. player on the team that I did like, a lot of them just played. My biggest problem was just like, oh, during the week I needed them to do well. I just didn't do well. But I guess the worst one, I mean, I still would draft him as maybe Aaron Jones. I just don't trust him in a position as high as I put him on my team. Fair enough. Do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about to end out this uh, this episode? Shout out to those Vikes, man. They really tried. What a great year, though. It was, it was really fun. What a blast. Love yeah. you guys. Yeah, love you too, man. Season three. Let's hope for Coming some up. changes next year to the to the program. I say we need to add a video. We need to that's what I'm picture. thinking. Yeah, I mean that's gonna that's gonna take. Uh, we're gonna have to all step up our game a little bit. Yeah, we will. Well, I guess I'm wi- I'm willing and ready. Thank you for right now. Yeah, no, I mean we can make it work. Here. We all got to do it together. Austin will have to get an iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. I'll make it a lot easier. Yes, it will. Well, anyway, um, we will come back at you during the off season. Still, I mean, not as much. There's a score to settle for sure. This uh, this game, it's not over. So we'll be back to you soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. And welcome to the after show. So I'm going to set the scene for you guys. Please. I'm on my, for my job, I travel to schools and I travel to many schools and often I'm in a hurry. So I'm needing to kind of power walk through these hallways. I take tight corners. I'm not running. Obviously I'm a guest in these schools, but I, you know, I walk with a purpose. We were all in one act, you know, I'm walking with a purpose. 
And I turned the corner the other day and I get bumped into and it nearly knocks me over. It's a middle school. It is a tall middle school girl. She nearly knocks me over. But I notice she's got her hands in the shape of, you know, shooting someone like an okay, like a, you know, thumb again, you know, okay. Gotcha. They're, they're on her eyeballs and her knee hit me in the chest. <laughs> she was grittying in the hallway and bumped into me and nearly knocked me over. And all of her, <laughs> the, immediately she went like, oh my God. And like all of her friends are giggling and laughing and, you know, like <laughs> middle school girls. And but yeah, she nearly knocked me over with her knee because she was grittying in the hallway. You should sue her. So Carrie, are you telling me we can sum this story up as you got beat up by a middle school girl? Um, that was doing the gritty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, no, no. So I'm gonna just sum it to you. Carrie got beat up by a middle school girl who then grittied away. <laughs> oh wow. Oh. Um, I also work in the schools. It was kind of a weird thing. So, I subbed for a band teacher at this one school last week, and there was a guy who came in and he was subbing for the orchestra. And we were neighbors, uh, neighboring classrooms, and we talked. And it was all cool. Shook hands, ended the day. You know, it's like, oh, I'll see you. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you again soon. Uh, the school that I was at today, I was subbing for band. I run into this guy. He's subbing for orchestra. So that was super cool. Different schools. I don't know. Weird. Maybe he's following Maybe. Wow. So, yeah. Mikey, when you're subbing for band, are you just, like, playing the hits? Like, it's like, hey, let me get up on the podium? Well, they used, to, they used to call me Screaming Mike back in high school. You know, there's actually been a few, like, uh, a few of the teachers who I've been subbing for. Now I'm kind of, like, their regular sub. Like, they call me if they need a sub. And, like, they know that I play the trumpet. So they, like, left the trumpet. I need to just bring my own trumpet now. Uh, but they left the trumpet. I can hang with the middle schoolers at least. That much I know. Um, oh yeah screaming mike baby oh yeah oh yeah but you know first usually the first time if they don't know that i can sub music we don't usually do music because they just assume that it's maybe somebody who doesn't read music coming in to sub their class so they have them doing like something online or something like that yeah. or it's just a study day but no it's been fun i really like it Scre they used to call me back in my glory days. I was screaming Mike when I was screaming Mike. What? <laughs> That's what they call me. That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's a good time. But uh, man, I'm sad the season's coming to an end. Obviously, I mean, this podcast it's gonna slow down a little bit. It doesn't have to come to a screeching halt like it has, though. But I mean, you know, it's like it's like a, you know, we we take some time off, kind of reboot the system a little bit, come back with improvements, you know? Yeah. Like we did this year. What did we improve this year? What do you mean, what did we improve this year? Everything's better this year. Is it not just kind of a copy and paste of life? I mean, the team's awesome, which is great. Well, but like, I mean, you know? I think our, our program, it's, uh, you know, we've got the game. We didn't have the game last year. How well do you remember last season? Yeah. Um, you know, we have longer episodes, more content. I feel like we know a little bit more what we're talking about. I think. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know, I mean, uh, rebrand, new name, new logo, you know, these things. Uh, new, I think New third host. <laughs> what? You waiting to talk to Carrie? Okay. Oh, no. 
No, what is it? You're bringing in a new host? No, no, there's nothing going on here. I'm just kidding, Carrie. Oh. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, be no. worried. You're right. We'll, we'll take some time. We'll regroup. You know, I think, I think, I think it's safe to say you'll probably hear from us again, at least before the Super Bowl. I mean, who knows? Probably sooner, but... I don't know. Yeah, there's going to be some sort of Super Bowl special, I would presume. Certainly, well, you know, but we are certainly going to slow down, take a step back, reflect as as everyone should. Um, you know, just work on getting better. Yeah, it's. I'm excited. Maybe player interviews. Maybe get a little little something like that. I'd love to. We'll I'll, we'll see what I can do. We're practicing. Love to. Training camp. Yep. We should do that this year. Yeah. Boots on the ground, you mean? Boots on the ground. I'd love it. I'd love to do it. Um, I think that would involve us, you know, having a website and probably like publishing some stuff because they don't just let like podcasters go in there. You need to have like a, yeah, you need to be legitimate. Somebody do some, here's the plan. Here's the plan. I'm going to don a ski mask and I'm going to rob Paul Allen. But one of you will jump in and apprehend and um and like critically injure me, but not like really. I really like that you're able to put your body on the line for this. And then we will we will forever be in his graces, but he won't know it was me because I will have had a ski mask on. I think you could dye your hair white and gray. And I think you could body double. Can you do his voice? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. What was he? And he's loose. <laughs> We'll just kidnap Paul Allen and we'll replace you. From the Vikings radio network? I don't know. I can't do it. That's not too bad, actually. It's not too bad. I got to work on it. They, they, eventually, by next season, I'll be so good, they won't even know that he's gone. <laughs> just dye my hair and put me in the booth. Paul, you look so much younger. You look 25 <laughs> years younger than you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, what a fun season, guys! We did it. But, well, you know, you know, all good things come to an end. Yes, they do. Even the thirteen and four Vikings, it just came to an end in the wild card round. But all teams but one are disappointed anyway. At least it happened now. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; I, it would have sucked a lot worse if we got a little bit farther. Because we we would have definitely lost to San Fran. Let's be honest. Or if not, then Philly probably. Yeah. But I don't want to. I like to pretend that if we won this game, we would have won the Super Bowl. Yep. And maybe we would have. We'll never know. We won't. And with that. <laughs> Skull. Skull. Skull.